I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, or even contribute to the discussion in the episode itself, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Um, to, I that doesn't make sense, Jeremy, because <laughs> the last time I saw her, she was newborn, and I, much like a newborn, do not have object permanence, so I cannot fathom with the idea of your daughter being any older than when I saw her two years ago. You can't Sorry. fathom. You can't fathom with. Yeah. What did I say? I can't fathom with the idea. I can't fathom with it. Hmm. I can't fathom the idea. Is that what yeah, what, well, yeah. what's he going to do with it? He can't fathom with it. All right. Do you know what would have been funnier? If we'd all contributed to my bit instead of being like, you said something slightly wrong, fucko. That's it. <laughs> People have been cancelled over much less. Joke abandoned. We have to make him feel bad about himself now. Well, that's that's the spirit of the pod. So I'm, just, I'm contributing <laughs> the spirit of the actual pod. Yeah. I, I cannot fathom with the idea of you feeling good about yourself. <laughs> what was I trying to say? You, you're I, I, I actually thought you just said fathom. I didn't pick up on the whiff. <laughs> Let's roll the tape back. <laughs> I cannot fathom with Doc. <laughs> All right. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the Cole Popsha podcast. You're here with AJ. Hello. Richard. With Richard. Hello. Jeremy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. And possibly a guest appearance from uh, Young Ivy at some point during the show we can only hope and, and wait and bait and breathe well you, we can hardly call her young ivy anymore she's she's, she's, like, she's growing up right before us <laughs> <laughs> um this is our it's somewhat late this year we usually mm. do this a bit earlier but we are going to spend the next two off week episodes so the next uh two weeks total um or three would it be three weeks total i guess um discussing the uh movies coming out in 2022 the ones that haven't come out the i'm on a zoom call with jeremy and richard <laughs> both of whom have just taken off their shirts no 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 i did a reveal i did a reveal that i had not been wearing a shirt the entire well, time if you'll excuse me gentlemen i'd love to join the club oh that's going no no that's going too far this has also made me realize that I've had my air conditioner on this entire record, so I'm just going to turn that off. All right. Right, you took well, it too far, AJ. <laughs> we, we, every year we go over the films that are coming out in the year ahead. It is February, but there's still more year to go than there mm-hmm. isn't 
year mm-hmm. ago. So I think it's still a it's still a valid conversation to have. We're going to split this up over two episodes, and um, we used to call this uh, this series uh, the most anticipated films of the year, which then is I was like, by far a better a better name. Oh, it's more accurate to what it is. I disagree because. Because we wanted to uh, have it mirror our end of year podcast, which you both seem fine with calling what? the dumbest, the the most disappointing films of the year. We did also just recently learn that we've um, we've alienated a few potential fans by calling it most disappointing because they're like, I don't want to listen to. to well, not only have we alienated podcasts. potential fans, we've alienated actual fans or existing fans of the podcast who listen to all of the other podcasts except for <laughs> the one titled yep. most disappointing. So we retitled this to dumbest looking. Then we retitled it to dumbest looking movies. We hope are coming out because everything started getting <laughs> delayed. But we learned on the our most disappointing of twenty twenty one episode that you fellas barely even saw a movie. So are you even going to see anything this year? <laughs> um, is this going to be called the dumbest looking movies Jeremy and Richard won't watch this year? I'm not going to call it that because I think that would be even more alienating because someone's going to mm. see that podcast title not knowing anything about the show and being and be think like, who the, who the hell fuck is Jeremy? Jeremy? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I care? Why would I care? Um, so whatever, it's our most anticipated episode, or it's or we we can still crown it's the dumbest looking, but we're going to go through our film. most anticipated films. <laughs> but one of them, one of them will look the dumbest. Oh, guys, guys, here she is. Yeah. Here she is. Oh. Does she want to say hi? Oh my God, she can walk. <laughs> <laughs> don't show her ass. I don't want her to see me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, darling. You are supposed to be in bed. Ivy, Uh-oh. go back to bed. Oh. Go back Daddy to bed, Jeremy. darling. <laughs> this is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I, is no, the- I don't. I don't need that kind of street cred. Uh, excuse me, if you could play some. And was it? I don't know what joke you're making, sorry. What's the word you I'm fucked for? up a joke, and now I'm going to call you out for it. <laughs> no, what's the word I'm looking for? Incidental music, that's right. Just play some incidental music, and I'll be back in a second. Okay. I'll probably just skip till he comes back. I knew Jeremy would be on board with it. Get back for the baby part. Well, now I guess I have to include that whole... I'm going to speed that up so you sound like a little baby. Um, they're going to think that, all right, they're going to think so, really Ivy saying. So we are going to go through the films that are coming out. This is what the podcast is. We're going to go through the films that are coming out in 2022. And we're going to discuss whether or not we think they look cool. Yeah. Whether or not we anticipate them. Or whether we think they are dumbest looking. <laughs> mm. So we've got uh, we've got a um, a list here that uh, we've each marked our most anticipated. Um, there is, I think, three films that 
we all marked as being on our most anticipated. So those would be fun. But yeah, I mean, this is, we're recording this at the start of February. So we'll quickly go through January uh, because these films have already been released. And it's going to be two parts and we don't know where, where we'll get up to, but we'll probably stop after an hour and a half-ish. So. Yeah. And so the the other sort of thing we say, we I tend to like to point out is this is this list is compiled from, you know, looking at uh, things like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, most anticipated, or like, you know, articles, people say what their most anticipated movies are, and also just reading the Wikipedia list of movies that come out. Like, there might be this obscure indie darling that your friend worked on that you're surprised we didn't mention. <laughs> like, it might not have a Wikipedia page yet, and that's kind of, you like know. Some, some obscure piece of crap that your friend worked on. Well, no, like, and also, because it happens every year that, um, when films are, you know, the, the films end up being nominated for Best Picture, uh, most of them we haven't heard of a year earlier, and so, yeah, you know, you you might you might know about the best film of the year, um, but you know because of, of your connections or, or whatever, or you know you've done your research, but you know that doesn't mean everyone does. So um, this is this tends to be, um more your kind of big releases or something newsworthy or notable about it um otherwise so uh yeah starting off january first film of the year is a film called mm. the 355 which is uh it's female assassins and i said to you aj and uh, that when this film i saw a, a trailer for this and it looks like mm. john wick with girls and i said i think that um youtubers right-wing youtubers who don't like this movie are gonna and if, if it doesn't you know, do as well as expected at the box office they're gonna call their videos john woke goes very broke good. at the box office very gr- great which i guess they could have done with atomic blonde mm. as well but uh, yeah yeah john woke i think that's what people are gonna call this movie um, I found out this movie existed while watching a trailer for it in a cinema while seeing a different movie, which I don't. I don't think I've discovered a movie exists through those means in years. <laughs> I did the same. Yeah, was it yeah. No Time to Die? Uh, no, it was much later than that. It was probably um, I saw No Time to yeah, Die yeah. much earlier than you guys. Yeah, did. sorry. It was when, it was when I saw No Time to Die. Mm, I think I might have been Scream. I think. Hmm. Hmm. yeah um this also so this uh this Matrix, by, maybe yeah yeah this is directed by simon kinberg whose uh directorial <laughs> debut was dark phoenix very cool very sexy very all around cool guy simon kinberg <laughs> <laughs> uh also already out now we've got hotel transylvania 4 or hotel transylvania transformania this time they're humans but that one person is a monster hmm. um it's a amazon prime exclusive New Zealand, which surprised me. Um, I just started mm. seeing billboards for it. Yeah, there's a billboard real close to my work for it, and I see it every morning. And I go, "Huh." <laughs> so also in January we True, have, <laughs> um, we had Scream, which AJ we've already recorded a podcast about. We both mm. marked it as our on our most anticipated, uh, and I fucking. Oh my god, what a good movie. Like <laughs> to try and summarize my like thoughts of what I was anticipating about it. Uh yeah, I mean we, we talked about it on our Patreon episode, which you know you can check out now. And 
Yeah, I think both of us going into it thought well, there's no way that this can be as good as I want it to be. And then it ended up being so much fucking better than that. <laughs> and my God, what an incredible film. I hope that at the end of the year, this is still my favorite film. Or I hope it isn't. I hope it might, this is my least favorite film of the year, which means that I saw 50-ish yeah. Even better films, which I <laughs> yeah, cannot that's... fathom with the idea. Wow, there we go, bringing it back. <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's it's um if you're worried that that uh the ball is going to be dropped with with Scream, aka Scream Five, can confirm it is great, and mm. at the very least, not the worst Scream movie. Um, so you know that's and at the very and at the best, it's the best screen movie exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, at, at best. Um, so also January. Um, I, I guess this came out: the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, mm, the, new Ice Age movie. Yeah, it's been dormant for a long time, and here it is with what I've read is a extraordinarily cheap looking Ice Age spinoff with none of the original characters. Apparently, get mm. this: here's something we can all talk about. Apparently, Scrat isn't in this movie. What the hell? As it doesn't that sound like the most like <laughs> just why what? That's your movie. That's the that's the the linchpin of the entire Ice Age franchise. Yeah. It does Scrap. have the original characters. They're not voiced by any of their ah, yeah. correct actors. But control if it's it's like having a um it's like having a Mr. Bean short without the three wheeled car. it's exactly what a wonderful reference thank you (laughs) i think it's exactly like that um a strange little observation this is the last film for january that we're going to be talking about uh and isn't it interesting that out of the four we've talked about so far um the second three are sequels that don't have a number delineating them and the other (laughs) one isn't a sequel which is only numbers the 355 isn't yeah. that a fun little thing that I noticed, guys? So, yeah, that is very yes. fun. So actually, um, Disney doesn't have the rights to Scrat, is why... <laughs> what? Yeah, so they they got the right, like, because um, they own Blue Sky Studio. Yeah, because they, well, they own 20th Century Fox now. But um, yeah, on March 11th, 2020, Disney relinquished all of its remaining trademarks to Scrat after reaching a new settlement with Ivy Supersonic, who had been, who had been involved in various lawsuits and protests regarding the status of the character's trademark protests. Um, <laughs> they had to like, like a march through the street of, about Like Scrat. a free, a free um, Scratney movement or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, as a result, this settlement prevented the character from appearing in the film. Eventually, on July 7th, 2020, Ivy would win a 20-year trademark dispute over the character. She's only played two and a half. Uh, <laughs> which would cause Disney to lose the rights to the character because the scrap was absent in the 2022 film, The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, making it the first Ice Age film without the character. It does have um, Simon Pegg re- returns as Buck Wild, but... So does Scrat is Scrat just living on now as like a a blue sky mascot who's just um like bastardized like homeless like lost his home he's like a um what's it what is he in the the um the terminal Tom Hanks is is like that oh he's like without a country yeah yeah he's like he's like Rambo he's a drifter <laughs> poor Scrat I hope he's okay yeah. Are we going to get like solo scrap movies now that don't take place? Like just made by the, Ivy. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that don't take place in the same canon as the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Mm, just don't misspell it. <laughs> Cuck Wild. Cuck Wild. <laughs> Is it really called the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild? Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Which is interesting rather than just Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Yeah, yeah. 
So coming out tomorrow when we're recording this, a few days ago when you're listening to this, we've got a few movies. Moonfall, one, the new from Roland Emmerich, mm. uh, about the moon falling to Earth. I saw the trailer for <laughs> have, this. Have you ever noticed? Have you have you noticed that the moon's getting closer? <laughs> and then it hit me. <laughs> Why? Uh, so it's um, one of the most expensively and in- expensive independently produced films of all time. Apparently, at a budget of one hundred forty million dollars, um, and apparently it's an indie film. <laughs> um, that's wild. That's wild. Considering uh, this looks like the definition of an assembled by committee action film. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yes, yeah, so I was Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, uh, Michael Pena. Um, a few other people. Oh, it's just amazing to see Patrick Wilson like headlining a film. You know, being the lead actor of a mm. film. You know, he's f- you know famously the sort of second fiddle guy for in so much. Well, it's sort of um, he's made a name for himself in horror because he's mm, the lead true. in which one? Uh, Insidious and The Conjuring Universe. Uh, well. Hence, why I um, have the- not actually seen any of Is that. He Insidious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. also stars uh john bradley um as the the quirky comic relief character uh, you know the 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 essential character in any roland emmerich or roland emmerich-esque action disaster <laughs> movie um who people will probably know more as the samwise Gamgee clone in game of thrones um which is interesting to see you know all the game of thrones actors doing their various bounce backs from the sinking ship <laughs> and um yeah i i guess uh john bradley is has has is gonna rebrand as as quirky comic relief and serious action he jumped from bradley. a jumped from a sinking ship to a falling moon <laughs> <laughs> that's very good jeremy uh, so I, I i saw the trailer for this i i was you know somewhat aware of its existence and i saw a trailer for it at dune the other day which i finally seen last time we talked i hadn't seen it yeah, yeah, no. There's well, there's not much really to say, but the um oh, so this trailer it's like very, it looks exactly like you know Geostorm or one of those kind of movies, and then as the moon, like parts of the moon are falling to Earth, it goes like dun, 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 I see a bad moon rising, <laughs> and I I cackled in the theater, and I was like, oh my god. Of course. It's, of it's course. the combination of Bad Moon Rising being like an overused trailer song and it appearing in a trailer for a movie about a moon being bad. Hmm. But it actually well, is the, like, it's a slowed down version of it. also the opposite of Rising. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not about a, bad, it's about a bad moon falling. <laughs> but it's like, oh my God, one of the funniest fucking needle drops I've heard in so long. Um, probably not going to watch this film unless it's on Netflix by the end of the year and I'm real bored or mm. when I'm in MIQ later on. Like I that. mean, seriously though, Roland Emmerich, I mean, I just... If there's ever a director that you just know is going to be just a ton of bullshit, but it's like going to be somewhat enjoyable if you can manage to turn your brain off, it's a fight. It's a mm. fight between him and Michael Bay <laughs> for like an auteur of bullshit. Mm. Yeah. The so there's a movie also. Um, you know, if we you do want to throw in a little, a few little indie darlings in here, there's a movie called Nitram. Uh, which mm. is uh, based on uh, the 1996 Port Arthur massacre in Tasmania, which is mm. what um, you, uh, introduced sort of gun reform. Mm. And uh, yeah, it stars Caleb Landry Jones as a character called Nitram, um, which fun fact about the word Nitram 
it's my last name backwards, Martin, um, because that was the name of Martin Bryant, um, the the killer. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's one of those, you know, not wanting to completely put his mm. name and image in the public eye. But yeah, Caleb Landry Jones is great. Um, and now, now to slingshot to the other side of seriousness of um, subject matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was a right. Okay. So, so the, because now we're going to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jackass Forever, which AJ, you and I have marked as uh, our most, some of our most anticipated of the year. Jeremy uh, doesn't because he's an old. He's a dad now. Doesn't have time for the silly, immature nonsense. They can get hurt. I, I actually just like. I, I was watching something about the release of about them making this film. And I genuinely was just like, this is so just sad. It's sad that these old men, these old men in their 50s now, is like, this is the way that they can continue to make money. This is the only way they can continue to make money is to return to these people that they used to be. (laughs) And it's just, oh, it's like, it's it's so funny because I I actually, honestly, I thought you could have gone either way on Jackass. I've, I've been waiting to. I uh, record this because I've been curious. I was going to invite you uh, to go with me, but I guess I won't now. Um, <laughs> oh, well, I'd still go. But, yeah, well, I, I, it seemed like, like cause, just because of like when you would have come of age and when you would have been oh. at the age, at the prime age to find Jackass funny. I was smack dab in the middle of the target market for the original Jackass. Yeah. Like, I freaking loved it. So, right. So, but, so you don't have nostalgia for the, like this new one? No, well, like obviously, it's, it's like the new one I think it's like seeing seeing these actors doing all of that again, but like as fifty year old men. It's yeah. like when you see someone who, like, you know, you haven't seen since high school, and they're still exactly the same person as they were in high school, and they're like trying to drag you into the way that you all behaved and joked around at high school, and you're like, oh, dude, life's moved on, like. We've all we've, yeah. we're all doing other things now. Is this still what you want to do? <laughs> I will say I, I think um, Johnny Knoxville looks great with the the grey hair. Mm, I think he, he rocks it. It looks fantastic, and it's cool that you can tell when the movie you're watching the movie, you be able to tell what was shot before and after shutdown because he let himself go grey during lockdown. Oh wow, um, Jeremy! All the stuff you said about it being um, sad that they're returning to this—that's entirely the appeal for me. I think that's very funny um, to, to, for, for them to still be doing this. And I mean, you know, technically, this is a distant sequel. This is a Logan-style send-off for some characters I would have never expected to get a Logan-style send-off. Um, those characters being Johnny Knoxville. Steve-O, uh, but not Bam Margera, who mm. is not appearing in the film. Or uh, Wee Man. Uh, no, he Wee is. Wee Man's in it. Wee what? In I it. thought he died. No, oh no. Oh, God. Jeremy, I thought you were better than this. <laughs> people talk about, like, no, no. Or, like, it's like when I was in high school, people were like, no, did you hear Wee Man died? And it's like, <laughs> then when Ryan Dunn died, it's like, think of how big a news story Ryan Dunn dying was. Do you not think you would have actually heard about Wee Man dying? <laughs> not just from like, oi, nah, nah, he did. Oi, don't look it up, but he did. I hope Steve from Blue's Clues is in Jackass forever as well. 
It's got. Um, Are you okay, got... Jeremy? You look like you've got a bleeding nose or something. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought. Well, it's like you're having a bloody the way, the way that you worded that, Richard, just made me think of something that I really, really would love to say as a joke, but I cannot on pod. Very enticing. <laughs> Speculate on the Discord, everybody, what Jeremy didn't say. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's got a bunch of guest appearances, uh, Tony Hawk, Matt Hoffman, um, Tori Bellucci from um, Mythbusters, Eric Andre, Machine Gun Kelly's in it, Tyler the Creator, um, the Dudesons. Um, the Dudesons are in it! I love yeah. the Dudesons! <laughs> I love the Dudesons, man! They're so um, funny. And also, um, yeah, Spike Jones is like... A, a, a massive part of jackass which is so fun like yeah, yeah. this is probably the most involved like spike jones movie we've gotten since her <laughs> like literally yes. like this, this is his spike jones filmography is like since 2009 where the wild things are jackass 3d jackass 3.5 her jackass presents gra- bad grandpa jackass presents ga- bad grandpa 0.5 jackass forever and the upcoming jackass 4.5 which they've said they're, they're doing um <laughs> it's gonna be on netflix i believe later this year um yeah spike jones man come back to to film he is with jackass forever yeah and we're gonna go sit and I'm, I'm looking forward to it I yeah think fuck it looks you great. man yeah i can't wait to have to watch parts of it through my through cracks in my fingers though like I have with the <laughs> movie. uh so also this month we've got a film called kimmy which is um set during uh covid and it's directed by steven soderbergh um soderbergh's cool uh it's about an agoraphobic tech worker who discovers evidence of violent crime while reviewing a data stream um and she has to then venture out of her apartment into the city streets to wow to take um yeah, so, so we- it's played by Zoe Kravitz. I'm glad that this. I'm glad that this is set during COVID, but it's not about COVID. That's very. That's a very important distinction because I yeah. do not want to yeah. see a single second of a movie that is about COVID. Well, it is interesting though that we've got to that point where now we are getting movies that are that are enveloping COVID into the plot. Um, there, mm. there was a well, big push easier to film, for a long time, I guess, wouldn't it? Like, mm, I guess so. Which I like was the thing that um, but the um, the CSI one of those shows um, mm. ECU I think uh, they, they they just like you know most characters are socially distanced and wearing masks and it's like well the, you can just film with the precautions that you have to also mm. have on set um, just work into the plot but yeah it's like the the idea of someone overcoming agoraphobia when I think it's a lot more relatable now not wanting to go outside yeah (laughs) that's cool so Jeremy next we got one that you put as your most anticipated which I've just noticed Um, Death on the Nile Um, you're a big Army Hammer fan I believe yeah you put this as your most anticipated Jeremy because you've got bingo on which of the cast is going to get cancelled next before the movie comes out (gasps) oh that's right because Army Hammer's (laughs) in this isn't he yeah and and Letitia Wright's in it as well, who um has, who's has uh the woman who's going to be fired from the MCU after Black Panther Forever, Wakanda Forever, what? Uh, because she is very loudly anti-vax. She plays uh, Shuri, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The less we know about these people, the better, I think. <laughs> yeah, and also Gal Gadot, um, who should just be cancelled for being Imagine um, all for the, the Imagine people. video. <laughs> 
I think I don't think Imagine gets gets people cancelled. It's more just maybe you don't watch them and things. I think we need to be designating very special circumstances for oh, people God, being cancelled. You can't say anything these days. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I mean, so Death on the Nile, I... Look, so Murder on the Orient Express uh, was seriously disappointing, but there is just something about... <laughs> There is just something. Oh, look, I'm getting my I'm getting my picks for most disappointing in really early this year. So I'm, I'm anticipating this one so that I can be super disappointed later. No, um, I mean, Murder on the Orient Express, the original film, brilliant, so good. I think I talked about it on the most disappointing when the second when the most recent Murder on the Orient Express came out. Mm. Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Poirot, um, is great casting and. I bloody love a big Hollywood kind of ensemble piece where everyone stands mm. around in rooms and kind of goes, you know, like, and, 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 and there's... Yeah, and, I th- and, and I there's, think- there's like, there's character posters released where it's like the Duchess and the butler. Yeah, it's so soapy. <laughs> it's really like just soapy and fun and cool. And, you know, <laughs> imagine that. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I think we've got Knives out two coming out later on this year which is going to be far 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 better far better um than this but did the first one come out the same year as no it didn't it came out after murder on the express yeah much after a couple years after but yeah i don't know i'm just a sucker for it i I love the costumes love the period drama kind of vibe but also i love a whodunit it's always great so i'm i've just and also i think Gemma will watch this with me so it's (laughs) one that i'm anticipating just because i'm like oh cool here we go. For those for those of you playing at home, uh, Ivy is Jeremy's daughter. Gemma is Jeremy's wife. Just where have you been? I expect <laughs> I expect that you've been you know mainlining these ones. Um. So next we've got a film called Marry Me, which I, I, the description on the the Google Doc I made. I don't think I wrote this. <laughs> I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is, as soon as I saw the title, all I got was just um, uh, was just maybe from Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. Marry yeah. me. So uh, this this film, uh, I thought this came out three years ago, <laughs> um, but yeah, this is uh, it's a romantic musical comedy drama, um, and so musical? the plot is that well i think it's it's to oh, do with oh cuz she's music. a pop star yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. um um j lo's character is her finds out her on stage partner like um paolo from uh, um, from the Lizzie mcguire movie is having an affair behind her back and so she goes well all right then i'm well, no, no, so then- so she's she, crucial plot context here she was about to marry him on stage in front of all of her fans Right. Well, th- that's not on the the Wikipedia. Oh, so one, so she's the, the 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 conceit at the beginning of the movie is that she's a pop star who's about to like do a big, huge televised like live wedding in front of a, a concert of all of her fans, mm-hmm. and then she finds out like moments before that her fiance is cheating on her, and so then she basically goes and like picks a random fan out of the crowd and says, "All right, I'll marry who's you." Who's holding up a sign that says "Marry me"? Yes. Hence the title of the film. That and fan who plays that guy? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Oh, okay. Count me interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Color me intrigued. <laughs> uh, pro- another movie that I I might hate watch. Um, oh, God, oh but Richard, you didn't you didn't 
you didn't read out what the description was that I wrote. Oh, you right? Yeah, you're right. Jennifer Lopez creates a movie out of Married at First Sight. Are we to Jeremy. expect these coloured commentaries? <laughs> Not at all. No, that was the, that was the only. I was just like, I was like, how do you steal the the, the format for a reality TV show and say, Lost all right, I'll make it. a movie out of that? Mm. Lost made six seasons out of it. Out of what TV show? Oh, Survivor, right. <laughs> that was like in, in Hot Fuzz where they're like, well, he murdered Shakespeare. And he's like, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, one of the biggest films of 2019, um, just in height, I'm talking, um, was <laughs> uh, is getting a sequel, Tall Girl 2. Mm. Uh, uh, it stars Steve Zahn, so AJ... Uh, yes. You like Steve Zahn. I know, but I refuse to watch Tall Girl because I have uh, zero sympathy for tall people. I think their problems no, are AJ, no his shoes bad. are big. Come on. <laughs> in in the words of Sergeant Schultz, I know nothing. Nothing. Okay. Oh, so I watched the original Tall Girl. Did you watch it in the end, AJ? No. I, <laughs> I thought you me. did, Jim. Uh, so, so Tall Girl is about, like, literally the opening narration of the monologue is like, of the movie is like, you think your your life is tough. I've got size eleven men's shoes, but it's like it's it's literally like, I don't give a fuck what you think your problems are. I'm tall and nobody likes me, and yeah, then she falls in love with this uh, like foreign dude who's the only person even taller than her. But also, I think in the like in the text of the movie, she's like not even that tall. I don't want to talk about this. Let's move I, on. I, I honestly, I'm so disinterested in this. I would like us to just delete that whole section off the pod. I mean, like Richard half remembering what the first one's about <laughs> and then being like, and I think the entire conceit isn't actually accurate. <laughs> she's, she's six foot. Wow, what a tragedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But also, and her her best friend, who she ends up falling in love with, is named Dunkelman. I thought she f- fell in love with this other student. Yeah, so, so AJ. Okay. No, the no, most no, 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 um and realizes she likes him as well and then she's like but hang on why do you carry around this milk crate all the time and then he tips it out puts upside down and then stands on it so that he's at her level to kiss her i love that i'm gonna watch this movie now. <laughs> <laughs> um do you actually because i because when i i it's an awful movie and aj you will hate it even more than i did but i was like that's actually a really nice plot beat <laughs> AJ, I thought you were about to say, I love that. I'm going to start carrying around a milk crate now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tall um, girl, you want to kiss her? <laughs> so uh, the, the sequel reportedly followed Jodie as the popular girl after her rise to power in the first film. Rise However, she, to power. What <laughs> is she begins this? to feel the pressure of popularity, which causes problems with her relationship with Dunkelman. What could those problems be? B, I wonder. She's gotten like- even taller. <laughs> and he has shrunk. I reckon the new girl at school is going to be even taller than her. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, 
Please, so, God, can we move to the next film? Which none of us have marked as our most anticipated, but I feel we should still probably Oh, discuss. absolutely, we should talk about it. Uh, Uncharted. So mm. this is this is one that, like, under different circumstances, would be my most anticipated of the mm. year. Uh, based on my favourite video game franchise, um, mm-hmm. some of the best media I've ever consumed, mm-hmm. and this movie just looks real fucking painful. No, no, it's- sorry. Can, can I just, for a moment, can I just be AJ? Yeah. Will this be the movie to break the video game movie curse? <laughs> See, here's the thing. <laughs> How much do you want to bet us? <laughs> here's the thing. Oh, what's going to be our bet this year? The amount of times that Jeremy has done, oh, I'm going to pull an AJ and then say something that neither of us recognize as being an AJism <laughs> or an ageism, as we could call them. Um, <laughs> but, but that was very oh, good. Was and, and I'm and I'm not going to say I'm not going to ask that question now because I can pretty I reckon and this isn't a bet because I doubt I'll get much disagreement I reckon it's sub sub forty five on Ron Tomatoes this film mm. yeah uh, yeah I would guess thirty eight and it's interesting because you 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 hear they're making an Uncharted movie. And mm. you're like cautious, like okay. The, 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 I don't know if you've, you're familiar with Uncharted the games at all, Jeremy. But like, kind Not of at all. <laughs> so, so kind of the point is like, what if an adventure movie was a video game? Like, oh, that's right, almost okay. the gimmick of the game. Okay. So to the, then like make the games it a are movie, very cinematic, and that's the yeah. point of the games. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's, it's like retconning something that was a retcon of yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's so it's so it's it's kind of missing the entire function of it, which is that it's that's supposed to be a game because it is a movie already. There's Indiana Jones. We've it's got an Ouroboros. Yeah, um, and so so already like that's that's playing on your mind. But you're like, look, it's a good series. You could probably adapt the first game in 90 minutes, and it would be fine. Um, and then they announced that they've cast Tom Holland as the as Nathan Drake, who. Uh, again, Jeremy looks nothing like the main character. Is this like a it's, Tom Cruise, Jack Reacher situation? Uh, so Nathan Drake in yeah. the games would be late thirties, I would imagine. He's a Nathan Fillion type. Nathan Fillion type, yeah. Nathan Fillion was actually fan cast as Nathan Drake in a short film, um, maybe five or six years ago. Yeah. Um, and so they they were like, we're gonna do a small, like a like almost like a prequely kind of like young mm. Nathan Drake thing. Well, um, for for a long time, Mark Wahlberg was attached as Nathan Drake. Oh, and really? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, for like ten years. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So David O. Russell was gonna direct, and Mark Wahlberg was starring as, and it was like. The, the the one constant from when we're making an Uncharted movie mm. uh, was announced until now is that Mark Wahlberg was playing Nate. And then one day they said, no, 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 Mark Wahlberg's still going to be in it. He's playing Sully. Right. And who's Sully the mentor character. Is, is, it's even more of a spectacular miscast. And yeah, then- who's um, Sully, who is a Bruce Campbell type. Yeah. Right, so you can you can surprise people with one outside the box casting in a where it shouldn't be too hard to just cast someone who who fits the role from the video mm. game, but to do it twice, I think was the first like true red flag, um, and the trailer doesn't look very good. It looks like a homogenized mess of all the games, mm. um, directed and- by Ruben Fleischer, mm. who's been you know not that great Um, but so many directors have come and gone from this thing but also there's one thing so when the first images of the movie were released um 
Mark Wahlberg was clean shaven and the character of Sully famously has this moustache. It's a big part of his character kind of thing. And people are like, oh, I can't wait for the post-credit or the final scene of the movie where he, where he has a moustache and they go, and he's like, hey, I'm thinking about keeping it. And then <laughs> in the in the trailer, that scene is in the trailer where he comes into to, you know, Tom Holland sitting there and Sully busts in and he's like, what is that on your face? And he's like, hey, puberty's coming soon. You can grow your own, pal. And and there's no other shots in the trailer of him with the moustache, so you know it's at the end of the movie. I really want to paint the picture, Jeremy, for how bad of a miscasting is. So that's how Mark Wahlberg speaks, right, in all of his roles. This is how 100%. Sully speaks in the game. Is like, what do you think, kid? You think you're up for another adventure? Like I'm he sweating is, like a hooker in church. Yeah, like he's he's like a rough, gruff mentor like and probably J.K. His... Simmons kind of type. Yeah, totally. Like yeah. in his J.K. Like Simmons, 60s. Bruce Campbell, even yeah. um, like Brian Cranston. Brian yeah. Cranston would be a great Sully. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, this just um, looks oh, actually um Stephen Lang plays him in the that fan film where Nathan Fillion plays okay. him. Yeah. Um, plays Nate. So I th- I think ultimately though, what what is annoying here is that they cast two uh two the two main characters and they're nothing like the characters in the game. And then the 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 response from the filmmakers is like, trust us, we know what we're doing. And so you go, okay. I will. And then the trailer and all the promotional stuff comes out. It's like, why did I trust you? This doesn't look like you're doing anything with these yeah. these strange outside-the-box casting choices. Tom Holland is not going to grow into the role. He's going to look like that in 15 years still. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. It, it, it's... I, like, I, I, part of me, like, when it was first announced, part of me was like, hey, this is the way to you know, take the Uncharted brand and do something interesting with it. When they said, you know, um, Tom Holland's going to play him. Mm. I was like, yeah, no, fuck, go young with it. And then he blew up and, you know, ended up Mm. everywhere. And now, you know, people are getting kind of sick of him. And then just the fucking Mark Wahlberg casting is like just so woefully miscast. It's giving, I'll tell you what, it's giving Moonfall a run for its money for the dumbest looking film of 2022. Ooh. <laughs> Which would be um, more effective if we're at the end, but I believe we are still in February. Uh, we are. We're not even, we're, we're, we've still got a few to go in February as well. So, it says with an enormous sigh. Um, also, we've got a film called Dog coming out which is um directed by channing tatum and reed carolyn uh it's their directorial debuts and it's about a u.s army ranger tasked with bringing a dog down the pacific coast um in time to attend her handless funeral it's a comedy road trip movie has anybody else have we beaten anyone to the joke that there was also a movie called pig and a movie called lamb in the last year are we the first people to to do this because is there a joke why just mm, oh, it, it sounds, a, yeah. do I have to have seen Lamb and Pig to understand talk? I'm making myself laugh. What's next, All right, Richard? Well, let's move on. Yeah, please. <laughs> so uh, this is one that you that you marked as one of your most anticipated, presumably mm. a few before, days ago. Yes, before <laughs> yeah. I saw the trailer. Um, so this is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which um, was yeah, like filmed a wee while ago. Um, and was slated for a release any time in 2021. And then they said, ah, we'll just chuck this one on Netflix. And uh, yeah, then 
<laughs> the trailer came out a few days ago and uh i'm gonna give you the option aj to remove it from your most anticipated oh i mean um, we can we should still definitely talk about it but yeah I'm, absolutely i don't know if i'll see this now so here's here are the, oh, well, the absolutely. Two th- we're doing a podcast on it oh, okay here are the two things i knew about this movie before seeing the trailer i knew yeah. that it was a ignoring all the sequels since the first movie movie so it's a direct sequel to the first texas chainsaw massacre which i think is an excellent film um and it stars elsie fisher from eighth grade and i was excited to see them in something new because they haven't been in anything that i've seen since eighth grade and they're very funny on twitter and i was like good for them but then i watched the trailer and there are a couple of cool looking shots in the beginning and then it got it started to look really fucking bad and in what looks like a um I watched this when I was half asleep, so maybe I need to watch it again. But, like, am I correct in thinking part of the plot is they're bringing back the sole survivor from the first film? Yeah, Sally Hardesty. Um, is yeah, she's the been recast. No, no, oh. she, uh, they originally just died in 2014. That's so... Why would you bring the character back then? That mm. is... The, so, obviously, they're trying to bank on Halloween, the recent Halloween movies, and mm. not just because it's a sequel that ignores every other movie, but also because it, it brings back heavyweight Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. I'm yeah. telling you, makers of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 100% of the reason to do that is because of Jamie Lee Curtis and not the character Laurie Strode. And in a similar way, I'd like... If you, it, like they shouldn't bring back the character anyway, but recasting her it removes all of the metatextual juiciness out of even doing that. Um, this looks like a, a somewhat of a miss, and I heard that um, wasn't it? People in the Discord were talking about. Apparently, this was like going to go to theaters, and then hmm. Lionsgate were like, "We do not want anyone yep. to see this movie." <laughs> yeah. um, so there's there's a bit um, in the trailer at the end of the trailer that. Um, it has to really has to be seen to be believed, and um, it's Leatherface in full chainsaw, wearing a mask made out of human skin, about to kill a group of Gen Zs, and they and the lead and they all pull out their phones, and the leader says, "Try anything you cancelled, bro," and it's like, and so I was telling people about this at work, and they said because I asked if that's in the trailer, and they said. Oh, it's it, oh, so they're like they they're doing like a comedy, and I was like, no, 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 no. this film is not a comedy. No. <laughs> that is that is not a comedic beat in the film. Mm. That is a a badass kiss off line. And I'll tell you what, it's giving uh, Uncharted and Moonfall a run for its money for the dumbest looking film of 2022. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so also last one for Feb, we've got uh, Studio Six 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 which is, uh, it looks like a fun little movie about um, the the Foo Fighters moving into a, a, a haunted mansion to record their next album, and then horror shenanigans start occurring. I think it'd be very easy to be cynical about the Foo Fighters doing a movie, but it's probably going to be nothing more than what they're promising on the tin. And that's Why would fine. you that's be good. cynical about um, Foo Fighters? I'm not. I'm, saying, I'm saying like... It's it's like the old Beatles movies and the old Monkeys movies, like yeah. I, cool. I think that 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 Foo Fighters have built their entire career on like being very self aware and and, mm, yeah, exactly. and silly, and yeah. I mean, doing it doing this kind of movie is the only way for the Foo Fighters to make me interested in anything that they would do. 
<laughs> wow. Coming out hot. Hating the Foo Fighters. I mean, they had their place 10, 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> um, Foo Fighters are great. Anyway, uh, next film uh, we've got to talk about is well, the first one that we've all marked as our most anticipated, somewhat begrudgingly style on my part, but um, <laughs> uh, this is Matt Reeves' The Batman. Mm-hmm. I This might be, sadly, my most anticipated film of the year, and I hate how basic that makes me, that, like, like the Dark Knight in 2008 could very well be seen as the, like, Greatest the, true, the true kickoff point for me and my interest in film. Like, truly the movie that made me want to make movies. And I would mm. hope that um, all these years later, 14 years later, that I would be more mature enough to be like, no, no, I'm looking forward to this or that. But no, I think it's just, it's doing it for me. <laughs> it looks really good. <laughs> do you realise, do you realise, AJ, how chuggy you sound right now? Oh I don't God. even know what that word means, Jeremy. That's that's chuggy. <laughs> So, uh, this movie. Wait, was what recently... does that mean? What do you mean? I, I look, I sound chuggy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, just Google Can... it. Google chuggy, but basically, it's it's what Gen Zers say to millennials. So why are like... you saying it? Because I'm just aware. I'm not of how chuggy. It sounds like oh man, Dark Knight, man, a real high point in cinema. Like it's right. very chuggy. Right. Oh, it's that thing Gen Z do where they act like um, they're better than commonly yep. held opinion on some of the best art ever made cool well it's just it's just what every generation does to the previous generation's mm. stuff I- that they- i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I liked. Pulp Fiction's a Gen X movie. I think that's great. As an example. Yeah, the, 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 like, like Chugi is like, it's Chugi refers more to like, like live, laugh, love kind of shit. Yeah, but that's the thing Generally, is that like yeah. the live, laugh, love of millennials is like going on about the Dark Knight in 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the live, laugh, love. I think love it's that for a- millennial film buffs. Maybe I think I need. I'm jumping through a few more hoops in the stereotype I'm conforming to. Yeah, I'm just uh, like I and I went into this regretful, yeah, regretfully talking about how <laughs> how lame I felt that the Batman was my most no, I know. I'm just, film I'm just putting. I'm, I'm just, aware I'm chuggy. <laughs> I'm giving point. you a helpful. <laughs> I'm giving you a helpful word to describe the feeling that you're feeling. Okay, thank you so much, Richard. What are you expecting? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was recently revealed that this film is two hours and fifty-five minutes long, which, my God, <laughs> c- could not uh, in, in, could, near could there be a sentence more designed to turn me off a film. On um, the horizons, it's why do the white what is this a, re- this a reference to <laughs> i believe what jeremy's saying is lord of the rings return of the king is that long thank oh. you thank you um, i was the, like what the fuck are you doing richard it's the <laughs> it's the second longest comic book movie ever made after endgame which you love oh fantastic should have been longer <laughs> frankly 
<laughs> I do agree that seems crazy long, um, but I don't know. I'm just such. I thought, yeah, I'm just such a mm. chuggy. It's like chuggy. Yeah. I'm I'm I, spilling chug out my ears. I love I love Rob, Robert Pattinson. I love Matt Reeves. Uh, Zoe uh, Paul Dano just creeps me the fuck out, and so seeing him as a villain that's supposed mm. to be creepy uh, would you know is which very which villain is it? The Riddler. The- oh, great. Mm. Um, and he wears like a gimp suit. Um, but can you um can you yeah. can you fill me in, Matt Reeves? What what else? Uh, the the second two of the new Planet of the Apes movies. Um, he also made Cloverfield. But oh, the cool. the Dawn and War for the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. It's the yeah, best that's, choice that's, for that's a really Batman good. director, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I am excited for, it. and it's one of these films. It's like I know it's going to be incredible, but yeah, I don't know. It, it's I, I just I don't get excited for as excited for Batman as well. That's another so thing. So jaded, I, Richard. Oh, yeah. So world weary. Oh, um, you're being the um, opposite of Chugi, which a cursory Google search has told me means you are being trendy or trying too hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I would like. How many? Like, I know it's 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 been said and done, but like, how many times can you say, "Oh, what if Batman was gritty?" It's like. He's even grittier than last time. I did. I do. Yeah, I do like how the suit looks, um, and especially the cowl looks. Oh, the fact uh, that you actually see him with the eye makeup. Yeah, and it looks so considerably good. different to every other like live action Batman we've seen so far. But when they first revealed the the sort of a very like dark footage of what he, as in like literally you could barely see it of what he was going to look like, I did think they were going to go for what he looks like in like his first appearance in the thirties, which is like these really round bat ears and i was like that's a cool idea and then it looks like they're not doing that so i don't know um but yeah probably shouldn't have even brought it up um next we have <laughs> quit the podcast <laughs> uh, next we have one age that you mentioned march is a big uh, month for us uh, mm. with, with all of these movies at least one of us is, has flagged uh yeah turning red new pixar movie about a girl um who when she gets anxious um she Turn, or, uh, or she becomes super cute. She turns into a, she poofs into a giant red panda. Now it's it's on record that red pandas are by a, a large margin my favorite animals, apart from my two cats. Um, and where they... is two cats? <laughs> and just a couple of cool cats. <laughs> but... A couple of cool cats I do a podcast with. Um. Uh, yeah, this the character design of the panda she poofs into. I just hate it's. It's not a cute animal. It's I know it, it feels like it's designed to be cute, but it's like if it just looked more like a red panda, it would be cute. Pixar's doing this weird thing now where they're almost going like Ardman with their animation, which is like Ardman's fantastic animation studio, but they've got their, their very distinctive mouth style, and Pixar's now doing that when it's like. Pixar used to have, you know, completely different character designs every film. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be released on Disney Plus, straight to Disney Plus, which That's is... That's a shame. Yeah. Poor Pixar. Um, uh, but yeah, it was due to apparently to Omicron. But it's the first uh, Pixar movie solely directed by a woman, uh, Domi Shi. Nice. 
I think it's really funny that like, you know, the these the in recent years as the idea of toxic fandom has like risen and and taken over film film discourse, how like, you know, be like, Oh, they made Luke Skywalker jaded and cynical. Oh, they didn't adapt Batman the way I wanted them to. And Richard in the most wholesome version I've ever heard of this is the Red Panda isn't cute enough. <laughs> they haven't adapted Red Pandas to be cute enough. I think that the Red Panda looks cute, but more so I think this looks like a super interesting take mm. on a coming-of-age story, and I'm just going to assume that I'll like it because it's Pixar and I love Pixar. Yeah, so. sure. Well, and also, the Domi Shi is the director of Bao, that yeah. short film. Oh, awesome! Um, mm. Yeah, 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 which I think augurs well for this mm. being both August. very funny yeah. and also like getting the the heart and humor of balance that pixar do really well right mm. yeah writing down augurs augurs well um a-u-g-e-r it's actually a oh right you are yeah i am what are you is this a movie coming out no, yeah. I just used the term "org" as well, and Richard was googling to make sure that I used it correctly. No, no, I was, I was, I was opening a tab with it as a reminder to use it in my day to day life because I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what uh, was the word? What was the word like five years ago that I used, and then it just turned up in the podcast consistently from then on? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. And I like well, messaged you. Couple- <laughs> no, it was like something that AJ started using, and I was proud every time I heard you use it. I was like, oh, I taught you that word. It's uh, really nice. I don't remember at all. Couldn't no. think of what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so, couple here that Jeremy, you've uh, flagged as being your most anticipated uh, The Adam Project, which is Sean Levy's new film. Uh, it's about Ryan Reynolds who goes back in time to confront his father, Mark Ruffalo. They're playing characters in the films. In the film. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that, Richard. Yeah, and he teams it's up a documentary. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a Netflix film. Um, also stars Zoe Saldana, who's yeah, made a few appearances already because she's also in the Batman. No, she yeah, isn't. I don't know. I just no, I she think that's, that's Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz is also in Kimmy. It's a it's a good year for Zoe's. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Zoe, who's listening to this? Um, Zoe, who appeared on the uh, uh, um, trailer the trailer podcast interview. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Is she going um, to listen to this? Oh, she listens to all the podcasts that I'm on. Oh, um, hi it's Zoe. Real cute. She, she, Zoe, we never met just... formally, but hello, I'm AJ. <laughs> she's actually moving home this year. Uh, or moving home. She's moving to New Zealand this year. Um, whenever oh. MIQ opens, and so she may be more available. But yes, she she watched it. She listened to the Netflix Miss one like about five weeks after we did it, and so <laughs> she was sort of like doing what I do to you guys on Facebook on uh, Messenger, like nice. you know, just messaging along with it being like oh i like this it was really fun anyway. so um anyway yeah do you have any other thoughts on the adam project there's not actually like a lot no like a of bunch of stills were just released yeah i just i just think the idea is cool like yeah, and right. i like it is a fact, cool idea I, feel, I, I like i like the fact that it's an original idea original story it's not based on it's not a sequel all that sort of yeah. stuff and i'm sure it will feel derivative though because ryan reynolds is in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> every but, ryan reynolds it, movie is a sequel to the last ryan reynolds yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but or a remake basically um <laughs> but the thing but i do think that ryan reynolds is very good with young actors um mm. you know 
Julian mm. Dennison aside. Mm. No, but even then he's good. Like it's Julian Dennison that's not good with Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that him, him, like uh, definitely maybe is is one of my favorite Ryan Reynolds movies ever. Ah, yeah, that's a cool that movie. Is such yeah. like he just has such a good rapport with kids, and there's something in him that just obviously like turns on. Um, like when he's around, just kids. part of his personality. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to do that, Richard. So I tried to move past it as quickly as possible because I knew you were gross. Anyway. Um, you see he's a father now. He pers- doesn't find pedophile jokes funny. <laughs> yeah, before they were hilarious. <laughs> they were. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yes, I, I'm. I, I'm interested, and also I like the fact that it's going to Netflix, which means I'll be able to watch it when it comes out. <laughs> mm. um, and also, uh, yeah, same day maybe. Uh, we've got Downton Abbey, a new era. Are you Are you ready for a new era of Downton Abbey? I don't think you're ready, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, my my body is ready. I'm prepared. I'm f- um, no, this is this this may be my first trip to the movies this year. Um, wow! Because uh, I will now, go with now no that I've uninvited you to um, Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you had but to we, choose we, between, could there be two movies on the opposite, further on the opposite <laughs> side of the spectrum? Then Downton Abbey, A New Era, and Jackass Forever. But I love that it's like both of them are like reups of old properties that like. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's just one of them's a millennial property and one of them's a boomer property. <laughs> um, but yes, no, that'll definitely be one where we, we where we get a babysitter and go out for an evening. Very nice. Mm-hmm. I know a babysitter in Auckland. His name's Richard Martin. <laughs> um, he'll he he'll... makes pedophile jokes. No, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> you made the pedophile joke. I just observed it. I just picked up the pieces. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we've got up the new the new film from the Daniels, who made um, uh, Swiss Army Man. It's called Everything mm. Everywhere All at Once. Trailer came out was apparently phenomenal, uh, but i I understood the the reaction to the trailer and thought I won't watch it. I'll just know. Apparently, the trailer's real good, and then I'll mm. watch the movie. So it's not on my most anticipated, but I am looking forward to it. It is on mine. Uh, it looks awesome. It's basically like. It's taking the, the very in vogue idea of a inter, interdimensional rifts that you've seen in like Spider Man and Ratchet and Clank and all these things. Um, but what if the main character was like an an old Asian lady? <laughs> it looks it looks great. It looks great. Um, it looks really really fun. If you liked Swiss Army Man for how weird that is, it looks like it's, it's very much emulating that same same spirit. So yeah, really looking forward to this. All right, so April we're on to now. Uh, April 1st, very fitting date. Uh, one that I've marked, ironically, as one of my most anticipated. Uh, we've got the finally got the release of Morbius, which we should have already seen, but it got delayed at the last moment, allegedly for some reshoots, which we won't get into the details of. But yeah, I just... I, I, part of me is kind of anticipating just how much of a mess this fucking movie looks like with the mm. trailer that references like four different spider verses and yeah. uh yeah what, what i'm sure is going to be bad but hopefully yeah. an enjoyable time so let's break this down in the trailer for morbius he makes a joke about venom he says someone asks who are you and he says i am venom 
This and is we goes, are Venom. No, we are Venom. No, I'm just kidding. It's your old friend, Dr. Michael Morbius. And only the charming way that incredibly relatable <laughs> character actor Jared Leto can do. Um, and also in a previous trailer, or even in that same trailer, I think we see um, Adrian Toomes played by... Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton Francis show Lee. up um, as from Spider-Man Homecoming. Um and then we also see a poster for for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man in the background of one Which of the shots. Which is the render made for the PS4 game. Yeah. So, and also the Daily Bugle logo from Tobey Maguire movies. <laughs> so, like, what are we supposed to expect from this? Because, first of all, I don't think Venom is famous in the Venomverse. I don't think he's known... To such a degree that you could make a joke about being, being like, we are Venom, right? Mm. But that is also, um, before Venom 2 came out, spoilers for Venom 2, before Venom 2 came out, I could have, um, I would have begrudgingly accepted that the Venom movies have always taken place in the MCU, right? Like, mm. we just haven't seen them. And that's why uh, Adrian Toomes can show up. But we're shown at the end of Venom 2 that he crosses over universe. And so then you go, okay, so then is... Um, is Morbius set in the MCU then? But then in Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, Venom gets sent back to the Venomverse, where presumably Morbius is, but um, Adrian Toomes is still in the MCU. It's a it's a big fucking mess. And yeah, I think Ken I, is overrated. I think Michael Keaton can play the same person in two different universes. I guess if um, J.K. Simmons can. Yeah. Well, I mean, he also plays Birdman, and that's in a completely different universe. <laughs> yeah, and he's Very and he's true. in Spotlight. Yeah, that's a different universe. He's in the Founder. Yeah, although the, the, I think the Founder actually is set in the MCU. Well, the Founder's set in the same universe as Spotlight. Hmm. A lot of lot of shady things going on in the Catholic Church in the background of the Founder. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shady things going on at McDonald's in the background of Spotlight. Of Spotlight, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I got water all over my mouth. Um, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that's right uh, the, <laughs> Idris Elba who promised that he wasn't going to do a sexy voice for Knuckles and then the trailer came out and people said you lied to us Idris <laughs> and he's like I tried as hard as I could damn it <laughs> yeah but like legitimately yeah people see people like, he was like no no it's not going to be sexy and then mm. he had to apologise again um in a yeah, sexy so, so, yeah, voice. So the, the, the Tales voice is this um, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, um, who is Plays the only Tales. voice cast to uh, from the games to reprise her role. Um, Which is also kind of weird. Like, why, mm. why do either go all, all or nothing, in my opinion? Mm. Um, I'm not, I feel nothing for this movie. I don't even know if I really want to see it. Um, I thought the first one was was like it was bad because it's a kids movie. Like I'm not, yeah. it just wasn't made for me, and I don't, I'm not really that excited, and not even that really that close to the Sonic Hedgehog IP. So yeah. I don't know. Um, be one to take your kids to, Jeremy. Not yet, no. Ivy Ivy does not have the attention span for a movie yet, which I'm look I'm looking forward to when she does. Mm. <laughs> so uh, we've also got. God, 
<sighs> Fantastic Beasts: The Secret of Dumb- <laughs> Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, for, like I haven't even watched the trailer for this. Like I mm. could not give a shit about this. Cannot though. believe this is moving ahead with everything. Not only was the last one like certifiably one of the worst blockbusters of the last ten years, like everything going off jk rowling like how are people still letting this go go ahead and also how funny it is to have created this like stupid controversy about having dumbledore um be apparently gay but then not put enough context for that in the films to 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 like honor what you're saying about the character and then call the third movie the secrets of dumbledore (laughs) (laughs) oh i wonder what the secrets are it's like there's no secret i can think of uh, yeah it's no secret but he hasn't told us yet (laughs) um yeah so this this has mads mickelson taking over the role of uh grindelwald and should have played him from the start yeah and And kate blanchett uh, is taking over the role of jk rowling (laughs) i wish uh yeah the 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 this screenplay is written by jk rowling and steve cloves so she's finally got a god i hope steve cloves is carrying this, this <laughs> i hope he's the hermione of the duo <laughs> yeah um so he he wrote or at least co-wrote uh a film called wonder boys which he was nominated for a bunch of awards for um and harry potter and the philosopher's stone harry potter and the chamber of secrets harry potter and the prisoner of azkaban harry are you just gonna go through every single one of the harry prince harry potter and the deathly hallows and harry potter and the deathly hallows part two interestingly uh not half the order of the phoenix oh so he had a hand in a lot of the really good ones then hmm and he's also writing and directing an adaptation of the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime apparently boy does that feel like a movie that's been in production hell Mm. for 20 years hated that book (laughs) really i never read it couldn't stand it so um yeah uh and not anticipating cannot dumbest looking dumbest looking anyone Uh, i don't know how it looks i i just do not care enough to watch the trailer take my word for it It'll be a workman like production. I always love seeing Eddie um, do his thing. He's really well Eddie, cast. Eddie, what's his name? I can't honestly could Rob- not remember. Redmayne. He is Eddie really Redmayne. well cast and and tailor made for a for a Harry Potter universe movie. But I've already been able to say that about two other movies that he's totally, done. totally. And I'm so gonna, I'm gonna stop preaching how wonderful Eddie Redmayne is in the Fantastic Beasts movie because the, the Fantastic it doesn't Beasts- matter. Yeah, the Fantastic Beast movies should have just been one movie. Like, they actually just needed to be a like. Yeah, yeah. That's that's all it mm. could sustain, and then to starring like, Tom, and Holland. also to 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 sort of turn this into a prequel series about Dumbledore and Grindelwald under the guise of a Fantastic Stupid. Beasts. It's so just, stupid. I mean, this has all been said before, but every time one of these comes around, the fact that it's got Fantastic Beasts at the beginning of it just is so stupid. Because stupid. Fantastic Beasts is an interesting enough idea on its own to be its own movie, and we've talked about this hundreds of times, but even its own franchise, if you were clever enough with it. And it's like, if you really want to tell about Dumbledore and Grindelwald, just make that a separate series. Just call what, it Albus Dumbledore and the closet of secrets. Yeah, pe- people. <laughs> <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> the, yeah, nice. <laughs> so, uh, one film that I just wrote down, Ajax, I thought it might appeal to you. Uh, mm. We're all going to the World's Fair. Apparently, quite a good film. Eighty-nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It's a coming-of-age horror drama about a creepy pasta role-playing game. 
Sounds cool. Um, I thought it had a cool title and it does have a cool it's title. It's about creepy bastards, so I thought there you go. This title made me for a moment get very excited and think that this was finally the um the Devil in the White City um movie um by Martin Scorsese with Leonardo DiCaprio. And so I had to go and do a bit of research because that's set at the World's Fair in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I had to go and do it. and now it's been turned into a like a limited series by Hulu. And it's like not even a movie. God, anyone. Hulu got another one. I'm so I'm so annoyed because it's such it's like generally one of my favorite favorite movies ever. Movies, no, favorite books, oh. favorite books. Um, hey, did you see who who replaced Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, no, there's no there's no word. He's still attached to play Holmes. Uh he's not. It's Keanu Reeves. Oh no! <laughs> Keanu Reeves playing Holmes. Keanu, yeah, Keanu Reeves crazy. playing a murderer would actually be quite cool. Yeah, so um, Todd Field is um, oh Todd Field's directed the first two episodes. Cool. He made in the bedroom and little children, and hasn't made anything since two thousand six until this year. Um, yeah, oh, no, that's, that's really interesting. Well, we've all learned something about the devil in the white city. So, um, th- uh, thirteen lives. This is this is, this is one that I you know it, it may or may not actually be that good, but. Uh, this is Ron Howard's movie about the the rescue from the the Thai cave from twenty seventeen uh, twenty eighteen, and just fucking my god, I loved that story so fucking much. Like I I work in a newsroom as as you know has been said before, but it's I I was working like the breakfast shift at the time. So I would have to start work at 4 a.m. each morning and I would get up, race to work because I just wanted to know the latest on the story. We would do like, we were doing live crosses to Thailand, getting like, you know, to the second sort of updates. Um, and it's just like, how often do you get a story like that, that grips the entire world and is just this like edge of your seat mm. thing happening live. And it's a, and it's like, a, a such a positive amazing yeah, story yeah i was gonna say and it has a happy ending mm. if it didn't have a happy ending there would not be bids for this story yeah within um yeah within like a month of it there was nine films and in, in some stage of development i think there's <laughs> one already out um but the, the god's not dead people got their hands on the <laughs> yeah that's, yeah um, um i really want to know who's playing elon musk yeah what did he have to do with it? Oh, he, do you remember he was like, he was like, I'm fabric. The, the, the people in Thailand have, have, have uh, contacted me and I'm fabricating a, a one man submarine that can go <laughs> through it. I'm getting it there quickly. And then one of the cave rescue guys was like, uh, we don't need you, Elon. And he's like, you're a pedophile. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's actually, do you remember that, Asia? I do now. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I love how I've never heard a good story about Elon Musk. Everything oh, yeah. I've heard about him just perpetuates this. He is truly the James Corden of entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> but very good. Yeah, my God, I'm. Oh uh, yeah, this. So the, the, it stars uh, Viggo Mortensen and Colin Farrell, I think, as the two divers. Is <laughs> one of the tie boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, and- was going to say these are these are very uh, white actors for a mm. what I would say sounds like an intrinsically Thai story. No, they they the the people who were leading the rescue effort. There were basically there was a team of British um, cave yeah. diving experts who lived in that's, Thailand. 
that's so gonna get criticized and maybe rightly so for what, turning for, the story. for real what, life what no 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 <laughs> i'm saying for 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 making it like a a like a white savior story instead well of we don't necessarily well i mean the white people did save them in real life i but. know they did but i'm saying like surely the more compelling i don't know i'd rather hear about the um the 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 counselor that went down with them or whoever it was so what, what, the guys who got them stuck yeah there's a compelling character drama yeah, you know? so you have, um, yeah, it stars uh, him. Oh, you made me lose my place. Yeah, it stars um, Viggo Monson as Richard Stanton, Colin Farrell as John uh, Volanthan, and Joel Edgerton as Richard Harris, not the Dumbledore actor. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of the oh, names. He's showing on up, the, is he? <laughs> the, the rest of the names on the cast list are clearly Thai actors. Yeah, um, I, of course, of course. They, I'm just saying, I hope we get enough of that that story in the in the movie mm. as well i guess oh, yeah i don't know <laughs> like you were very ready to cancel this film for casting white people as the white characters <laughs> it would be funny <laughs> if it was criticized in real life because they were like it should have been entire <laughs> it have made the movie more more um enlightened but yeah th- like this i mean it's it's ron howard who can be hit and miss but is usually like fairly reliable to deliver he's very workman like if he's got good material yeah. he can do it yeah and working with one of the most incredible things that's ever happened on this planet, I think, mm. you know, might be able to make a good film out of it. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited. We haven't seen any trailers or anything yet. But yeah, Apollo yeah, 13 actually very... didn't happen on this planet, Richard. It happened off the planet. <laughs> I, I mean, you said Apollo 13, not me. Oh, sorry, 13 lives. <laughs> Apollo 13 <laughs> lives. Let's cram them together. <laughs> They're stuck on the moon now. <laughs> and it's falling. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was a terrible sequel. <laughs> so uh the bad guys it's a dreamworks animation mm. film it stars sam rockwell mark maron craig craig robinson anthony ramos orcafina richard iowati mm. zazie beats lily singh Alex borstein i think this <laughs> i think <laughs> i think this i watched the trailer for this movie and i think it has a good premise that's been very muddled in its execution because it's because essentially why are they furries <laughs> well so it's about have you seen the trailer for this jeremy at all no i have no idea what you're talking about so it's it's an animated movie about um like the main character i think is the big bad wolf and basically they go he goes like with other villains is like hey what if we actually became the good guys etc etc that sort of thing but the problem with it is that the other characters aren't like public domain famous villains there's just a shark and a spider and yeah. like that's oh, scary right. mr snake mr shark mr piranha mr tarantula they're just scary animals whereas whereas is <laughs> like if you have a movie called the bad guys that's about the redemption of people who are shorthands or cr- creatures who are shorthands for the bad guys i think they should be operating with nursery rhyme characters or or fairy tale characters mm. i think i think it's it's not as you shouldn't call it the bad guys if it's just scary animals yeah finding their redemption um, yeah you should have like the evil queen and like the evil stepmother and yeah Yeah, agreed it's described as having a similar twist on the heist genre that shrek did on fairy tales and what kung fu panda did for the kung fu genre which i guess explains why aj came out swinging against it's very interesting to to no aj made a heist film available in one (laughs) i just don't understand what they think i wasn't going to say that I just th- I think it's that it's interesting to make that comparison between Shrek and Kung Fu Panda because I don't think of Kung Fu Panda as revolutionizing martial arts films like <laughs> Kung Fu. in the same way that Shrek did for um 
fairy tales. Um, the animation looks amazing, though. Love the animation style. It's very into the spider verse kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, next we've got uh, one AJ you've put, which is The Northman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Northman. Um, yeah, this Robert, is... Robert uh, Eager's film. Uh, uh, yep. You know, the internet's new favorite director. Including mine, and I'm the internet. Um, yeah, I'm hoping this will be the third in his trilogy of like gripping, terrifying dramas where you can't understand anything the characters are saying because the english is too old-timey mm. uh yeah it's got um alexander skarsgård nicole kidman uh anya taylor joy ethan Hawke, bjork and willem dafoe so oh i saw a trailer for this it looks amazing this mm, looks, yeah, looks so cool i sorry yeah, i yeah. don't actually remember the name of it I because you were like Alexander Skarsgård and I was like oh man he's in a couple of good things this year and it's like nope this <laughs> well, is it the, the <laughs> have you seen movie. The Lighthouse or The Witch Jeremy no there is previous um, Robert Eggers previous films they're really good oh yeah yeah I um I didn't really like The Lighthouse and I haven't seen The Vivitch but... The Vivitch they're both yeah. I think they're both really great uh one i had on my most into or most into i crowned it the dumbest looking movie i hope came out last year and it didn't come out last year uh that's the unbearable weight of massive talent i've still put on my most anticipated like the i the the trailer didn't wow me as much as i was hoping uh since we've Mm. now seen a trailer uh but yeah this is the film where nicholas cage plays himself where he's um pedro pascal plays like a drug lord who Mm. hires him uh yeah i mean look it's it's a fun idea i think it's one that um you know people are going to have a lot of fun with but yeah not as anticipating as i was hoping to i will go i will go one step further with this richard of you saying the trailer didn't wow you the trailer disappointed me i was i was expecting like a being john malkovich literally just about to make that that comparison yeah yeah i thought it was going to be like that like it's 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 it was going to be like a true like you know, the kind of thing you might see in the Criterion collection. and Kaufman-esque. Kaufman-esque. Thank you. Perfect way to put it. But it looks more just like a silly um, uh, utilization of the maybe couple years too old memification of Nicolas mm. Cage. Like, I, I was really disappointed with this trailer. I think yeah. it just looks yeah. like a comedy, whereas it, it could have been so much more, especially with that premise, I think. I'm unanticipating it. But uh, next up, we've got in in May, and we might just might just get through May, and then we'll call it a day for this podcast, and we'll do the rest of the year um, next time. Mm-hmm. But um, you've got uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, both you and I, AJ, have put this uh, as our, one of our most anticipated lists. Uh, yeah, this is a really interesting one because so this was this was announced a few years ago as being like the MCU's first horror movie, like first truly scary MCU movie. And then Scott Derrickson, who's, you know, cut his teeth on horror, left it. Um, he's also got another movie coming out this year, which I, oh no, I did the, write it down. The Black Phone. Yeah, it's coming up uh, next time. Um, that, uh, yeah, he left it and then they hired Sam Raimi, who's obviously also got a great horror background, but also a superhero background. And the trailer came out and it looks looked kind of spooky. And then it got, it's now getting massive reshoots. And they said, they're saying we're going to make it so wacky, <laughs> like it, it, from, by all accounts. It's going to so, be called also, Doctor um, Strange in the Multiverse of Wackiness. Yeah. Oh, actually, scratch that, Doctor Wacky and the Multiverse of and the Wackiness. Wackiness. The um, Wackiness of Wackiness. <laughs> so yeah, the interesting thing. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah. I don't want to get into uh, what's rumored or leaked or whatever, but yeah, there's supposedly some 
crazy cameos uh, people are saying this is uh got a tie in game or beat in game for like the most marvel heroes appearing in one film and uh yeah like it's uh, uh, allegedly i saw a thing today from someone saying like careful online now because there's a cast list leaked for dr strange the multiverse of madness which reveals all these kind of cameos but i i, mm. I do kind of hope that once we get to dr strange in the multiverse of madness we're done with the era of marvel which is who's going to cameo on it yeah i think i've i've marked this as most anticipated more out of obligation because i'm invested for better or worse in the uh mcu um something which i is i am starting to feel is passing some kind of hump for me <laughs> like i i liked i liked spider-man noah home a lot but like the um the the oversaturation of this franchise now in both tv form and movie form is starting to get to the point where i i've been reminiscing over when i actually didn't invest and hadn't seen them all and it's just it's i think it's getting too much and i'm worried this is going to um here's what i'm here's, here's what i'm thinking I leading up to multiverse of madness I'm going to be saying like the um the bottom's going to drop out like it's it, the the bubble's going to burst it's going to be too much we're all going to criticize it and then then it's going to come out and I'm going to be like that was awesome that was really good uh, and then a few months later I'll be like that wasn't that good <laughs> and I'm anticipating all of that <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait <laughs> what was um what was the the first animated spider-man what was that called? Into the, the Spider-Verse. Spider so Into the Spider-Verse. That's the last thing from Spider-Man that I consumed. And ever since then, all I've heard about is multiverse, multiverse, multiverse. And it feels yeah. like cryptocurrency. Like hearing people <laughs> talk about the multiverse aspects to Spider-Man and the MCU and how it just it seems like every part is... It's like people talking about like, oh, the world just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And bigger. I'm just like, I just don't care. And it's all just going to fall down soon. So I'm not going to invest. What it, what it really is, is the merging of narrative and IP ownership. Like working oh. the IP ownership to be a metatextual element in the story. And I agree it's a slippery slope and something that I'm finding myself increasingly cynical about, even if the movies wow me still, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I, I there's too many multiverses now and I, I'm so disinterested. I just well, want just them to tell a good story. Like there, there's, there's being clever there's yeah. there's being clever and then there's like make there's there's telling a good story whilst being clever and then there's mm. telling a story that just proves how clever you are or how much IP you own and it's just that's, like that's I'm, I'm just so not interested in that I want them to just make a good movie with characters that do interesting things and it feels like it resolves and there's reality to the emotions and relationships. Yeah, I walk the walk of being anti Disney. Um, monopoly and yet i talk the talk of someone who's very excited to see bleep 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 and bleep 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 <laughs> i think you mean that the other way around you talk the talk but then when it comes to walking you actually walk into the cinemas and give them your money correct uh well here's a movie that might be more your speed jeremy sneakerella coming to disney plus <laughs> um 
After falling in love with Kira King, the daughter of basketball star and sneaker tycoon Darius King, an aspirant Queen's sneaker designer gains the confidence to pursue his dreams of becoming a professional sneaker designer with the help of his best friend, Sammy, and his fairy godmother. Godfather, did we sorry. did we not watch this for Netflix miss like three years ago? <laughs> <laughs> this, as, as, as bad as this sounds and looks, I do have to say a couple of weeks ago, I went on Letterboxd and clicked 2022 and spent about 20 minutes just looking at movies that were coming out. And for some reason, this is the one I remember seeing the poster for mm. that actually made me go like, oh, like it's cool to be at the at the precipice of a new wave of cinema coming to, you know, and, and, and I guess streamers. Like, for some reason, this is the one that sticks in my mind when I remembered getting excited about how many movies are going to come mm. out this year. Well, another very exciting one is uh, DC League of Super Pets, mm. um, which is about the Justice League being captured by Lex Luthor and then so Superman's dog, Crypto, forms a team of uh, pets who were given superpowers so stars dwayne johnson as crypto superman's dog and kevin hart as ace the bat hound um <laughs> and uh you've also got vanessa Bayer as uh, wonder woman's uh, pop belly pig natasha leone as the flash's uh, turtle who acquires super speed Jagaluna as chip uh, a squirrel who acquires electrical powers and becomes uh, the green lantern's pet and john krasinski as superman and mark maron as lex luthor I think the best version of this movie would have um, notes of Lego Batman and mm. maybe a bit of Spider-Verse. Like, I think there's a way that this movie could be really fun. Like, it's it's that it's that new... Again, it's it's similar to uh, what we were just talking about with, like, the way well, was, that, that IPs... To say, we just had a conversation about this, of just, like, make a movie because you have the IP, not because it's well, actually it's, a good it's, idea it's, for a movie. But... But it's a flexing of IP, which shows a the ability to not take it so seriously, which I think is a is a nice refresher after getting mm. grisly, grim versions of those same characters earlier. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably end up watching this. I I quite liked Crypto the Superdog, the animated series, growing up. Um, next, a movie that I had the shocking realization a few weeks ago that just it, it's still coming out. Um, <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. This has got to be, due to COVID, this has got to be like the longest one to have been delayed, right? The longest big movie to be pushed back. Yeah, well, in terms of like it was ready to go, it was that that would have come out in 20. Because there's ones that have been delayed, but it's because they couldn't film it. Yeah, Um, right. I mean, even still, it's probably, yeah. But like that same reason I never ended up watching A Quiet Place Part 2 because the, the. the ebb and flow of the promotion got me tired. I feel like this is, I mean, I guess there hasn't been a trailer. Well, you can only have movie blue balls for so long, right? Exactly. Yeah. For a, for a sequel to a movie I haven't seen. So probably wouldn't have seen this anyway. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I want to be excited for this. I want to get, I want to, you know, board the Top Gun um, bus. There's a joke. There's a joke to be made in, COVID essentially, there's a joke to be made in the in this in in COVID essentially taking this movie out of you know the the mm-hmm. um the danger zone. No, no, it was more around the fact that um. Come on, you can it do took it. its breath away. I, let's the, uh, let's no work way to it make out. Let's joke, work it out. Just what are the pieces? We'll put it in, together together. In the first movie, they use um. Uh, take my breath away as yeah, yeah. as like the romantic lead song for like right. five five times. They do a needle drop of take my breath away. 
and and COVID, you know, COVID is a respiratory everywhere. illness. But Do you I, know what? I reckon you've you've laid out the pieces. Let's let the fans decide. If yeah, you're, look, uh, the Discord can do it. The Discord, <laughs> make a joke about this, please. We implore you. Mm. So, um, probably the the last the lowest one effort thing I've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, the last one we'll talk about for now, it brings us to the end of May. I know what you're thinking. We're well, not halfway through the year yet, but as we get on throughout the year, we have less information about the films, so we kind of it, it tends to speed up a little bit. So, uh, the Bob's Burgers movie. Are, do you guys mm. watch Bob Burgers, Bob's Burgers? Have you ever seen it? I've had, I've seen a few episodes yeah, here I've seen and there. Prob- seasons worth. Um, probably enough to watch the movie happily. if yeah, it gets I good quite reviews. enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I have never consumed a single moment of Bob's Burgers. You'd probably quite like it's quite. It is quite. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jeremy nods on a podcast. Thank you, and that's the (laughs) end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is uh, the end of the episode. Uh, Tune in next time where we're going to discuss such films as uh, Lightyear, Bullet Train, and Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. That can't be real. We'll talk oh, about it. We'll talk people, about it. People, you've got to give them something to look forward to. What, <laughs> there's got to be some movies that they actually want to hear talked about. Uh, all right. So some ones you might actually want to hear us talk about. You know, they've got yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder, Jurassic World Dominion, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, Avatar <laughs> 2, uh, Knives Spider-verse Out 2. Spider-Verse again. One. What? Take my breath away. So tune in for all of that uh, in two weeks' time, everybody. Um, that's going to be the dumbest looking films of 2022, part two. Um, and let us know from this first lot, maybe what you guys are most looking forward to and what you think is the dumbest looking films. Out of this first half, I'm going to maybe surprisingly probably give it to Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> yeah. because Moonfall. Uh, l- l- will be done, but in a way it's that it's delivering knows. on its premise. It, exactly, and Uncharted, I don't think will be. I actually just don't think Uncharted will be as bad as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, so that's that's where I'm putting my money so far. But we'll see. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please do support us on all the places. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Copshire. You can. Um, join the discord there'll be a link to that in the show notes um you can subscribe to all our uh, podcast platforms um all over the place there if you haven't already and of course support us on patreon where if you donate five dollars you actually get to give us something to talk about in the post credit scene of each episode which is coming up now after this music ends tune in next week for our before trilogy episode and then a week after that will be our most dumbest looking 2022 part two. <laughs> uh, most dumbest. <laughs> I'm calling the episode that. <laughs>
This is a segment oh. at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us, me, Richard, and Jeremy something to discuss in this the post-credit scene. Richard, what have you selected from our wonderful little collection of post-credit um, scenes? Right, so I've got a question here from Craig Major. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> major pain in my ass. Um, <laughs> who says, here's my question. What is a question or topic that you've always wanted to be asked for a post credit scene? And please answer it. Um, Jeremy, now's your time to shine. Mm. Tell us what an appropriate post credit scene would be for you. Who's your favorite child? <laughs> oh, definitely Ivy at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Is, your, is, is, is that like a thing that like it's once you become a parent, you understand that it's like it's actually not taboo to talk about your favorite child. Once oh, you no, become every... a parent, it becomes apparent. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. It's. I mean, everyone knows. Um, but the thing is that the 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 answer can change from day to day, which is why you right, don't feel yeah, yeah. too bad about you don't feel too bad about answering it because mm. you're like well, all parents know that like it's just I think also when your parents are really when your children are really little, it's mm. fine to talk about which one's your favorite. It's just when like your kids are in their like teens and twenties and thirties that like the answer seems a bit more stable and solid, and it's like oh yeah, it's too true. <laughs> yeah, you're not coming back from this. <laughs> um, yeah, well I I know because I know Craig has. Um, two young daughters and uh yeah i'm sure he is a favorite they've actually both been on the podcast as well as your children jeremy (laughs) Mm. for anyone thinking what the fuck does that mean they were our um spoilers they were our special guests on our barbie episode that um, is super cute start of last year yeah no Uh, uh, it's gotta be gotta be a better question than that yeah well um uh I, I, this, is, this is another this is a classic post-credit scene where it's like I've thought of an answer to this before but it's like remember. an extra layer of that where that's literally what the question is mm. and I also can't think yeah, I would well, say well, yeah I, I like I I've often used the post-credit scenes to just tell a story that I've thought of mm. um of telling <laughs> um and I mean, like, and now everyone, when you have carte has, blanche you can't yeah, think of a story it, it, well, I mean everyone has like like two or three good stories at least mm. like um well mate, and, is that is that what you want the question to be is what's a good story from your life to tell yeah well i mean because i mean my, my like do, do you guys have like someone said to you tell me a true story about yourself um do like what would you do you have one that you would say like i would a probably go-to story? I've, yeah i've told this on the podcast probably more than once but i would probably tell the story about the time I ran into Brett from Flight of the Concords twice mm. in one weekend in yeah. a city I didn't live in. Um, yeah. That was pretty fun. That's probably the I, story. I, I the one I that I tell that like that a story that it's like I know this is a good story is um the tale of during the the Christchurch earthquake in 2011 that I was I was going to be the only person to or the one of four people with my three friends that would have died having been up the cathedral spire when it collapsed, but I didn't have three dollars. Very spooky. <laughs> that I was just um, like, ah, and if I, if, I, if I could answer one question um that I have that I want to be asked for a post credit scene. So who do you have a would, crush on? It'd be and it would be it'd be who do you have a crush on? And the answer is the girl listening to this. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> 